0: We grow when we give. We grow when we give. We grow when we give. Nosotros crecemos cuando damos. We grow when we give. Toki, suru. We grow when we give. Welcome to ROG, Return on Generosity, a podcast celebrating generosity at work. Not financial giving, giving valuable time, alternative perspectives, and genuine collaboration. Welcome to ROG, Return on Generosity. Today, our special guest is Sarah King. Sarah and I have been friends for many years, a friendship that I highly value and treasure. I'm so excited to share her with you today. Thanks for joining us, Sarah.
1: Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for inviting me, Shannon.
0: So Sarah, could you just give us a little bit of your background to give us some context of the experiences that you have bringing into this conversation? So, I've been
1: in the leadership development
0: space for over 30 years. I've spent my career in two
1: areas, one working for the Center for Creative Leadership, where I had the opportunity to manage a global team, and then the last 11 years I've been running my own business. And I'm very passionate about the way that clients live and work as effective leaders. And so I particularly enjoy executive coaching. I also really like helping leaders, team leaders, and their teams be more effective. And I particularly enjoy helping women leaders be more effective.
0: Ah, oh, and that is how we met. We met through the Betsy Magnus institute through WICT, which is Women in Cable Telecommunications. You are our fearless leader and you are a legend in so <laughs> many ways. So today we're going to take an angle of generosity that is unique. And this is the angle of reciprocity at work, the returns on giving. And I thought it would be helpful to hear your thoughts on what are some of the tools, the ways in which we can give generosity. At work? Like, what are examples of that? And then, what is the impact on us?
1: I love this. So, Shannon, it has been probably one of the fabulous outcomes of sheltering in place is that as you and I have connected back to really deepen our understanding of generosity at work. And so, someone uh, sends you an email or a text and says, Hey, do you have time for a phone call? For me, that was often the greatest request because. Mm -hmm. Um, someone needing uh, my help felt great. And so generosity of time is one of those classic things that both as, um, as individuals in an organization or even in our home life, giving time to others is a gift. That helping someone was useful to them. We feel good. We can say, "I I had an impact today." So when you uh, do your gratefulness exercise at the end of the day, you can be grateful for that conversation that you were there at the right time for that person.
0: And it's also that acknowledgement of we can't do this on our own, and we also can't see everything on our own because it's hard to be objective in your own situation. Which is like emotional intelligence. It too is something that requires other people in our lives to be the mirrors for us sometimes and help us to see the depth of how emotional intelligence is so essential in leadership.
1: That's exactly right. Yeah, to take that idea further, when I think about discussing emotional intelligence, Many of them think about emotional intelligence as simply being aware of emotions or uh, some even more narrow than that, being nice. And when you really go look at what emotional intelligence is, it ranges from being aware of our emotions and being able to manage our emotions, but also knowing those interpersonal relationships around managing conflict. Um, and being able to resolve interpersonal conflict, or it also um, dives into inspiration and how we can inspire people. So emotional intelligence has a lot more depth than any of us know. And like that, I find with generosity, too, that as you and I have explored this topic, we can get beyond the classics of offering our time and money and can see, particularly during this pandemic, the ways that might I say smaller um, ways of seeing generosity at work in so many different
0: places. What would be some examples of those ways in which you've seen generosity at work?
1: Certainly, you and I both have a common friend Annie Howell, and she is a communication expert. And so you think about right now her skills at helping leaders communicate in this environment effectively to their constituents. Her skill set is powerfully needed. And so her ability to recognize that Um, What comes natural to her and what is an expertise for her isn't necessarily so for other people. Another example that I really like is that there are um, individuals who right now are having difficulty navigating difficult conversations, or they may be so focused at work on the task at hand that they forget to stop and ask their team, How are you doing? Mm -hmm. And so the other day when I was on a call with someone, um, a high level leader in higher education, we got into this conversation about how she was getting ready to approach a meeting that was coming up. And I simply suggested, do you know how each of them are doing? And she said, you know, I haven't asked them. And I said, well, try opening with that. Well, I talked to her two days later, and she was amazed. She said, you would not believe what I learned in that meeting. And so transferring my skill and allowing her to access that made a world of difference.
0: On that, I think there's uh, another layer here or an additional tool for generosity, which is to offer ideas. How do you see ideas as a tool for generosity?
1: Several colleagues who are also in this space, uh, one of them has an assessment platform. And what that allows them to do is customize surveys to utilize within organizations. And the three of them came together and developed very quickly a COVID-19 survey. And it's an organizational survey that, that leaders can send to quickly assess you know, how's communication going? How are, um, how are we taking care of our people? Um, how are decisions being made? And so it's a great way that these three who collaborated together, but brought their ideas, created a new product, then offered it for free as a way to help leaders gain quick access to the information in the organization. They got to be creative They were able to not feel helpless.
0: Which makes me think about another tool in our toolbox of generosity our lessons learned, right? Like just the familiarity that all of us are gaining with online platforms and virtual meetings and, you know, digital solutions to things that we would otherwise do in person or on paper. So I think that there's a generosity associated with lessons learned or expertise. I hear that in the example of that creative platform. Like, How else are you seeing the generosity of lessons and learning? Shannon, I
1: think a great example of that is a newly formed Facebook group called the Working Smarter Nation. They were on the scene within a week of the sheltering in place. And it was a group of um, designers, leadership development experts, colleagues, um, who were coming together and saying, all right, what are we learning about connecting online? What are all the different platforms that individuals are using? What do we know about those platforms? And so, The information that was shared more quickly, it became a collective knowledge. So you got to tap in right away to here's a learning group. Here's a group that has some experience. Everybody has some individual experience, but they were teaching themselves and teaching others by sharing through these groups and and getting information out there fast. And then another good example, being connected to the Center for Creative Leadership, there was a huge group that was moving programs to online. And so all of the lessons about Zoom, whether it's you know, connecting through your computer or connecting through your telephone, there were lots of different ways of thinking of uh, what are the best practices. And so I, I could benefit from the lessons learned from others.
0: Mm. Oh my gosh, so valuable. And, and a great example of how we can do more together like any one of us could muscle through all of this learning and make things not bad, but what we're aiming to do is make things great or excellent for the participants. So this working smarter nation and the generosity that you've observed at CCL and how people have uh, ramped each other up with their own life experiences. I mean, that also makes me think of the generosity of connections, the the connections, the networking, the teamwork aspect of things. I mean, I think that's a a layup for generosity at work, but I would love for you to explore a little more with us about that. Like, how do you see connections as a tool for generosity?
1: Oh, yeah. So one of my favorite things is to be able to connect two people um, who I think would find mutual benefit. So you talked about the opportunity to facilitate in a program called the Betsy Magnus Leadership Institute. And we've had over a thousand graduates from that program. Well, this was quite some time ago. This was probably about 10 years ago. Uh, one of the graduates of the program was reaching out to me, and she was in transition in her job, and she uh, lived in the Denver area. And all of a sudden, I was reminded of another graduate of the program who also lived in the Denver area who had started her own technology company. And so I thought, okay, here's a salesperson and here's a technology entrepreneur. Ooh, I think they would actually hit it off very well. And so I connected the two of them and they've been in business ever since. Oh my gosh.
0: What would you say is a benefit to you? Like, What kind of uh, advantage or joy did that offer you? Mm.
1: Yeah, I'll answer that question and then I want to add another piece, I think, to it as well. But the, the the return to me was just satisfaction and knowing what I was seeing as possibly a mutual benefit did, in fact, um, turn out to be so. And so just the satisfaction that I helped them meet when they may never have met.
0: Mm, that's awesome. What else were you going to add to that?
1: Well, it's, it's a, a belief, Shannon, that for women... This notion of creating networks that are powerful and lasting is much harder. If I can help women connect to one another, particularly if I feel like their paths would not have crossed otherwise, I like to uh, remind people and role model how important those networks are.
0: As you were talking about your experience, leading the Betsy Magnus Leadership Institute, being the facilitator for that in partnership with Maria Brennan and Wicked, and then how you um, fielded these calls from these people and made these connections. It, It reminds me of one of the things I appreciate most about you and your generosity, which is your keen sense of awareness and observation. You recognize people's energy levels. You recognize when somebody seems to have something to celebrate or when somebody has something that's heavy on their heart, you're just a very observant person. And I see that also as a tool for generosity.
1: One of the things I believe is that everybody has a gift. Some people have the gift of humor. That isn't mine, but what I think is mine is the ability to be present with individuals. And so both in my uh, work and I hope uh, in my uh, life as a a spouse and a mother is that being present and really being in tune with where someone is. And I love this notion of um, observation that if we pay attention to our environment and the way people are doing, we can be of true help and it's in very small ways. So an example would be if we see that someone um, is stressed and they aren't uh, necessarily operating as they usually do, just to say, tell me what's going on for you today.
0: When we come back, we'll be speaking with Sarah about confidence and reconnecting with our strengths instead of our weaknesses. When you need podcasts that inspire you, podcasts that help you live your best life, podcasts that speak to you, podcasts that are easy to listen to, you'll find them on the Quad Pod Network. Coming soon. And we're back with Sarah King. Another thing that I've seen you doing in your work is that bolstering of confidence and uh, helping people reconnect with their strengths and their value and their potential. So what could, what could you share with us around bolstering confidence as a way of being generous?
1: Oh, thank you. I, I think this one is particularly important right now. Certainly all of the times our brains are often wired for focusing on the negative or the deficiency. I just think, you know, for high powered individuals who are really striving to always be more than others expect, that's just a hard wiring that we uh, pay attention to. And so I think that's even more true now where the challenges we are facing and the uncertainty ahead causes us to worry more or be more stressed than typical. I was uh, helping someone through a 360 degree feedback. And what I was noticing is that all of our attention was going to the deficiencies. Mm -hmm. And so uh, being a person who said, we've got to stop and focus on these strengths so that you can be balanced in your own viewpoint and takeaways from this so that sense of not letting miss others miss the good stuff is really important to me.
0: And what is that all about, Sarah? Why are we so hardwired to focus on what's wrong or missing?
1: Yeah, in my opinion, you know, it's listening to um, the work in the neuroscience field that says our brains, you know, still are outgrowths of the days where we were fighting for survival. Mm-hmm. And so um, we were, you know, a sphere of death. And so our, when our brains are wired for what are the things that are fearful and scary, we're going to take, pay attention to those first because it, it feels a bit like survival, Mm-hmm. And so it, it does, this is why the work that you've been doing, Shannon, in uh, gratitude has become so important is that focusing on gratitude actually rewires our brain.
0: And that we can do something about that. Mm-hmm. Like it's not completely out of our control. We can choose what we focus on. So in part there, there's the, another tool for generosity at work, which is feedback you know, (laughs) I think we've been talking about here with the intention of helping a person to see what they don't see the blind spots that we spoke about when we were alluding to emotional intelligence. Tell us more about feedback and how that's a generous act.
1: I believe that, um, we can do it poorly, right? Certainly we've all had been the recipients of, uh, either uh, feedback that wasn't thought through very well or there wasn't enough, enough of a trusting relationship to really trust the data that was coming. And so I think feedback is certainly an art. When I have been working with some of my um, executive coaching clients, one of the pieces of feedback that I've been able to give that I think have been so helpful to individuals That I, as an executive coach, may tell them something that no one else will tell them Mm -hmm. about their language or choice of phrases. Because that's not something we often talk about in feedback, but it does leave an impression, particularly a phrase like, to be honest.
0: Yeah, that's great. And it reminds me of the bolstering confidence type where you have an opportunity to be influential You have an opportunity to really help and direct and, you know, um, put them in a position of strength. Yes. Because of your courage to give the feedback. I think in many of the examples that you've shared with us, it requires not only attention and observation, but courage to, to take action, bring it to someone's attention.
1: Yes. And I think it also requires that trust. Right mm-hmm. Certainly going into giving a feedback um, or observation or sharing of lessons, you know, what you and I are talking about is some of these things, generosity can be given where we may not even have a relationship. So I can give you time and I can give you money. And we may not, in fact, have a relationship. But when we dive deeper into um, observations or feedback or pointing out someone's strengths, we have to recognize that trust has to exist.
0: It makes me think about something else that could be an opportunity for generosity, which is to let things go.
1: Mm. Oh, I think particularly now I'm hearing a lot about this. And so um, recognizing that um, patterns and behaviors that develop in family systems and in work systems, in some cases, this pandemic is causing people to recognize I'm no longer going to pay attention to that is no longer a priority Or what's happening is the things that were um, upsetting or frustrating or noodling or needling, if you will, um, they can get um, exacerbated. Mm. So if someone on a work team tends to talk a lot on a Zoom call, that can be irritating. Mm. In a family system where you are all stuck in a room trying to do work and school and someone talks more loudly than others or isn't as aware of their space, um, of taking up too much space or leaving the dirty dishes on the kitchen. I think letting go of those small things and recognizing that um, it's just not that important right now
0: mm. is an
1: act of generosity.
0: Yes, yeah, giving people a break or even the benefit mm. of the doubt. Mm. You know, and I've heard it said be kind always because you never know the burden that someone's carrying or the pressure that someone's under. It, letting things go is a generous act of of, you know, not sweating the small stuff so to speak.
1: Absolutely. And I and I think the return, Shannon, is if I let go of the small things, those things that just really in, in the scheme aren't that important the gift back to the giver is that i have energy for larger things
0: mm. yeah productive things
1: correct
0: yeah that's a really helpful reminder for, for quarantine and beyond <laughs> <Letting> things go <laughs> is a first act. And it is actually a benefit to us. To your point, I'm not hung up on unimportant things. I'm freeing myself up for more sensible, useful ways to express myself and, you know, focus my energy.
1: Yes. I think that, is so well said and it's easy to make assumptions
0: mm-hmm.
1: about what we think other people are going through and kind is um is a part of our values i certainly know it's our values right
0: mm-hmm. yeah being empathetic with what someone might be going through or being attentive to something that's important to someone else be it like a a work project or a family situation. Those are all acts of kindness and connection with people that we get to experience when we're present. Like you talked earlier about really paying attention and being present.
1: Yes. And I, I find Shannon, I think that's a a great one for us to um, really highlight at the end of our call is Particularly now, I'm watching that folks are distracted, they have an inability to focus, they are um, having so much stimulus, whether it is about you know the the um, case in our country and where we are in terms of opening up or staying sheltering in place, and so much tension that we are experiencing now that it is difficult to always be listening to the best of our ability. I find that uh, really concentrate on being a good listener is so important. Mm. And how wonderful it is when you can send a text or an email that said, how did your presentation go? Did you get the results? That's an act of caring, but it's but it's based on being a good listener.
0: Mm. So true. On the topic of reciprocity, and again, not giving just to get, but the awareness that when we give, we do get something in return. What, what do you think the listener gets for being an attentive, caring, empathetic listener?
1: I think two things. One is really a connection to the human condition, Right? I think it's about recognizing both the highs and lows of life and, and being able to ride that roller coaster with someone. So the success of a project well done or an exam um, well taken, as well as the disappointing news of a test or a job rejection, that um, we all have those moments. And so it reconnects us to the human condition. I think the other thing that I am um, certainly noticing is happening with the um, current pandemic and and sort of our connection there is that the listening and caring is recognizing that we are all having different experiences of being in a pandemic. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things I appreciate is in all the interactions, talking to someone about What's this like for you? And really hearing the nuance. Um, And then different work. Some people's work is exploding in this situation. And some, it is really um, dying down. So that notion of um, not only connecting to the human condition is one, but the second one is to really recognize that the impact is so different.
0: Mm.
1: And that by listening to the different impacts, then I really grow my understanding of the impact of change on everybody.
0: And part of the benefit, I think, to the giver in that scenario is that you get a piece of that life experience because you're in there with them. Yes. It's not your life experience, not your circumstance. It's not your problem to solve necessarily. This is not like, let's get in there so that we can get them out of there. Correct. There's a point that's, it's it's kinder and more generous to just stay uncomfortable
1: that's right exactly be uncomfortable
0: yeah Ah, oh, so rich. Thank you for this, Sarah.
1: Oh, you're welcome, Shannon. I just, I have loved uh, the ability to, for you and I, to take the um, topic of generosity to a deeper level and to see such nuance to it. And not only that it comes in lots of different forms, but that the giver can also see benefits if they stop and take stock.
0: Absolutely. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, and, and that it's so accessible. Everything that you shared with us today is something that we can do even when we're in quarantine <laughs> <laughs> and we're going through this pandemic. So imagine how generous we can be when we have the freedom to be more physically interactive with groups and our organizations and our teams. Absolutely.
1: Thank you. What a gift you're giving.
0: Likewise. Oh, thank you, Sarah. Stay generous. Thank you. You too. Wow, so many key insights from Sarah King. Let's recap and seek some key takeaways to practice this week. She spoke about emotional intelligence and the range from awareness of emotions to interpersonal relationships and resolving conflict. How might you become more acutely aware of how you're feeling this week? What words best describe your emotions? Perhaps You can deepen your personal relationships and proactively resolve conflict in your life. Sarah offered the perspective that sharing ideas is a generous act. Who may benefit from your insights, perspectives, and key ideas? Sharing lessons learned is also an act of generosity. What have you learned lately, perhaps the hard way, that you can share with someone? What's the best way to share? Set up a meeting? Phone call? Write an email? Create a video? She spoke about generosity of connection, one of Sarah's greatest strengths. Who might benefit from an introduction? Where is one plus one equals infinity within pairs of people that you know? How will you facilitate the connection? LinkedIn, email, virtual coffee? Sarah shared the importance of feedback based in trust. Who can become stronger and more self-aware if you were courageous and shared your feedback? And then there's letting it go. Another key insight that Sarah shared with us, know what's just not that important right now and let it go. Release it from your mind. Perhaps where you can be most generous is listening. Asking a question like, tell me what's going on with you today. And actively listen. We all want to be heard, understood, and cared for. There's so much to gain from giving The reciprocity Sarah shared is about having connection to the human condition and recognizing how things impact each of us differently. Please choose one of these key insights to practice this week in your life. What change will you make to realize the return on generosity?